Get ready to feel really, really good about Auburn's ability to draw the top young engineering minds of this new, exciting generation. And for those of you who are not college juniors and winning planet-saving international innovation competitions and speaking Russian fluently at age 18, get ready to feel really, really bad about yourself. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Well, hello out there in podcast land. We know you're one of the smartest podcast listeners out there because you're tuning in to the uh, one and only Hashtag Getting, the award-winning Hashtag Getting, the best podcast at all of higher education, brought to you by the best college of engineering in the universe, uh, it's official now. We just got notified. I'm Jeremy. I mean, it was between us and Krypton. It was us. And I knew we were going to get it. I knew I knew we did, too. Yeah. I mean, we would, too. Mm-hmm. I think Tim helped Superman out. Superman Stories is just not a great podcast. <laughs> Superman Stories. I like ours better. Ours is better. Uh, I'm Jeremy Henderson, a communications and marketing specialist. Communication specialist. It sounds like something like a CIA thing. Sounds pretty cool. I'm kind of embracing it, drawing a little strength from that. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. And uh, in the uh, the College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, that's Austin Phillips over there, the gray man himself, monochrome, <laughs> the monochrome mister. That's what I call him. Between the hair and the shirt, Yo, just, I mean, he just blends into goes. the wall. There he goes. I mean, hey, it, it, hey, it, that beard hey, over there the ain't beard. getting any darker, <laughs> Jer. <laughs> just for, nor is the size yeah. once you got it trimmed down the little slides over there well i know hey that's a wise it looks I mean, like the father of three children well i mean i can't hey, think hey, of anything I else saying, to say. i mean in a couple of years you'll probably be a granddad probably mm-hmm. working on it pappy <laughs> no no you'll be a pop off no what about a uh, jare bear grandpa let's you know what Forget my <laughs> forget my grandfather name. Let's names. get let's get back forget to the future. Let's talk now. Podcast listeners, yes, because we got one. Uh huh. Besides Johnny Sluice, John, yeah, John over here, Sl- yep. John over here with the noms and the buttons and the beeps and the boops. Uh, we have uh, Morgan Burke. I am saying it correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Every now and then you'll have somebody like Berkey or yeah. you know, <laughs> Burke. Right? Yeah. So, what was uh, what Har- Harville? We thought it was Justin Harville. Yeah. It was Harvell. Yeah. yeah. Or, so, or if she could have said it's Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Burke. Oh, uh, a junior, correct? Mm-hmm. Or as the uh, ASCE uh, article on her said, a third year student. What is that? What kind of Euro? <laughs> well, trash? again, like I tried to explain to you last time, this is engineering. This year, yeah. it's really, really tough. And if you do it right, it shouldn't take you four years. It should take you a little longer because you're co-oping, you're interning, you're bleeping and you're blooping. Is that what they say? <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh, all right. Well, a third year student here, Morgan Burke, a. Uh, in civil engineering, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites, uh, the oldest discipline in engineering. I don't know if you know that. Yep they they celebrated 150 years too. Oh, they've been around. Mm-hmm. They have been around, and uh, and and it's understandable that such a legacy would produce uh, such, a, such a, a student here, mm-hmm. Morgan. So you are very big in engineering without borders, mm-hmm. or engineers without borders. Or is it, yep, engineers, engineers, yeah, engineers, and then also VP. Mm-hmm. But then also VP of the uh, ASCE, American Society for Civil Engineering, or Civil Engineers. 
Which one is it? Civil engineers. Civil engineers. And uh, in this, with the student chapter here, mm-hmm. you scream innovation when I look at you. I mean, so tell us about what just happened out, where was it? California? Anaheim, California. Golly bum howdy. <laughs> Anaheim, California. What, what happened out in Anaheim? Yeah, so I competed at the regional student symposium that Auburn hosted for civil engineering last year. Oh, I remember it well. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a biggie. Big one. Yeah. First time to, to host. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah sure Gulf was. Coast, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, competed in all the competitions, won first place overall. So. <laughs> Swept it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a great opportunity. And then I won first place uh, with my team's teammate uh in the innovation competition and then had a whole bunch of coaching sessions and worked with a lot of uh, industry leaders to do some coaching on our innovation research project and then was able to compete with that at the national professional convention against teams from across the world in anaheim uh, just last month and then ended up winning first place there international Mm -hmm. did you hear that we going global. I mean, seriously, that's a big deal. Yeah, first it, place internationally. You know, it's it's bigger than like the the Lee County sure. competition. You yeah, know? like the blue ribbon for the best fed yeah, pig, or, or you like know, that. the best pickle. Yeah. Eleven years in a row. Some student, yeah. the spider web. <laughs> we talking <laughs> radiant. <global. laughs> yeah, terrific. Um, you, you Charlotte's Web, John. I don't know if you know that movie. Is that and, one and, you know? Well, and this yeah. is the the Future World Vision Project. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is that? Talk, talk about that. Yeah. And then, yeah. what did you do? How did what you was the innovation? What's your, what's your innovation? Yeah. So the the basis of the project was to take the United Nations Sustainability Goals. There's 17 of those, and then be able to transform that into a project that would fit inside of civil and in, or ASCEs. Uh, vision for a mega city. So they have come up with this idea of 2070, what the world will look like and how we can fit innovation and civil engineering into that. And so I previously had some undergraduate research in waste management in rural areas and decided that that would really fit into the UN sustainability goals and this specific project. So I changed it up a little bit and worked with my teammates and our department here to investigate how we could really apply that to rural areas now and then fit that inside of those like sustainability goals for 2070 and then presented something that I've been doing research on for five plus years at the convention. Wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Five that. plus years? Mm-hmm. Like as a high schooler? Yeah, I went to... Um, You're a- one of those, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> He's like, you weren't playing Galaga <laughs> yeah. at the Come Pizza on. Hut? What hey, is, don't, I, what you, you know what my high score is? It was at Arby's. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Morgan. Yeah, I went to a uh, math and science boarding school when I was 14 and started taking only college classes. So this is actually, even though I'm third year in civil engineering, this is my fourth or fifth year in college. See, and Jared just went to juvie in 14, (laughs) you know? That's crazy. (laughs) This is your fifth year in college. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're a fifth year citizen. They messed up big time. (laughs) A junior, a fifth year junior. Love it, Mm -hmm. in a way. Well, so, okay, so you, you... this this idea that you had for waste water management for rural mm-hmm. areas, you are now applying into the mega city model uh, that the UN anticipates the world uh, featuring mm-hmm. much more of by 2070. So mm-hmm. we're talking like the Auburn Opelika kind of if we keep <laughs> growing the Tiger Towns, the Midtown. Well, I'm just thinking, what, what, I'm what just, a mega city I'm just thinking like? of the the full circle of Auburn Engineering, where we have one of our um, graduate stu- student graduates, Basima Abdurrahman, 
oh, who, sure. you know, she's doing a lot of this in mm-hmm. Iraq. And I mean, they have her at Davos every single, you know, every single year to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the panel. Yeah, she's she really speaks at everything. I was about to say she's one of the main ones. And, you know, she's doing this in Iraq. And then here we have a student doing sure. very similar stuff on another international level. I just it's the circle of life. Well, yeah, the life exactly wastewater and I mean, well, so 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 what actually is the the solution that you're bringing here? Yeah, so unlike a traditional um, material recovery facility that brings in all types of waste, like your household waste and construction waste, demolition waste, and tries to segregate it before it comes to a facility or it goes straight to the landfill, our proposed project is to be able to take all these different waste streams and put them in scaled down facilities in rural areas where all of the waste streams are really far apart. So, you know, somewhere like Auburn, you might have 50 or 60,000 people inside of the city limits, but then you have all these other counties around us that are relatively geographically very spread out, but produce tons of waste in industry and in construction and demolition. And most of that waste goes directly to a landfill or has to be hauled to a whole bunch of different single stream facilities to like segregate plastics and metals. So our idea is to be able to bring all those products to one facility, segregate it at one site, and then turn around products directly back to the local market so that people can use all of those recycled and diversified goods back in the local market without having ship in new products, you know, from other countries or thousands of miles away, especially somewhere like Auburn or where I grew up at in Kentucky, where all those products have to be shipped thousands of miles inland and there's no ports or anything like that uh, relatively nearby. I'm all for this as long as they do it in Lochapoca and not Asoka. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think that's a phenomenal Well, every, I mean, you have to flush the toilet three times in Lafayette. <laughs> I mean, so this is, I know what you're talking about. Well, and yeah. you know, if you go further south, you got to go outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, well, well, that's that's some fascinating stuff. I want to know uh, engineers without borders. Mm-hmm. So where all have we been? Have yeah. you been any? Have you been on any of the trips? Yeah, I traveled this last summer uh, to Guatemala. Oh, so, right, yeah. and that was the first time. Uh, that was my first engineers on borders trip. Okay, yeah. she's been but, doing but, this since high school. But that was the first one to Gu- that we've done to Guatemala, mm-hmm. was it yes. as well? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, and I was the construction team lead for that project um, when we were on site, and then also was really cool. I was got to survey um, with a group the next project that we're actually going to be implementing next year. So it was a neat project because we kind of did a little bit of implement or a lot of implementation work, and then some surveying and data collection for our next project. Talk about the work that y'all do. I mean, you you are over there how long? I was there for two weeks in the summer. Two weeks mm-hmm. just, you know, working. Mm-hmm. Sun up, sun down, or probably more than that. Yep. But talk about the work that you all do here on campus mm-hmm. to prepare for that. Yeah, so I'm the vice president of Engineers Without Borders, so I do a lot of the front-end work and fundraising type of stuff and connecting with companies and with other people in our chapter. So I am on the Guatemala team and help with design. I was on the structures team. So there's kind of three parts we split our project into. That's distribution, uh, structures, and then collection. And so that, you know, pretty self-explanatory, but we have to design structures to be able to cover the tanks that we hold the water in. We have to design an area to actually get the water out of a natural spring in the mountains there in Guatemala. And then we have to have a distribution network, uh, which runs from our tank site all the way through the village to be able to have taps at individual homes. So I was more on the structure side of that um, throughout the semester. And then on the general scale of Interstate Without Borders, we have 
the Bolivia team and the Guatemala team, which both require a ton of funding every year to do two major projects. So we have uh, other events like the water cycle, and I'll go and speak at um, the events that the college hosts with like donors and that sort of thing. So I did that this semester, basically just fundraising, and we have to pay for a large portion of all the projects we do. Well, and that's mm-hmm. it, it's awesome that we set the program up like that because it's not just here's some money, people are funding y'all, go have a good trip. You got skin in the game. You know, it, you're putting in your own resources, your own time to make this happen. But thankfully, we have phenomenal alumni who have been supporting this program for years, several um, several alumni as individuals who really have been supporting this program for several years to, to make sure that you all are getting the best experience. Selfishly, what was what's the best thing that you take away from that trip being down there? Definitely the connection I made with other Auburn engineering students. Um, I think for a lot of people, they would say the community, and I would also agree. I mean, just the experience of being in a third world country and interacting with people that physically have so much less than most of us, but mentally and spiritually have so much more in a lot of ways is an amazing opportunity that I don't want to discount. However, I, as far as the interaction I had with a lot of other disciplines of engineering, that's probably the best experience I've ever had. And I tell like employers this all the time about, you know, when you're in major and you're in civil engineering, you're working with tons of other civil engineers all the time. And primarily like on job sites and stuff, those are the people I work with. But being there and being in Guatemala with, you know, chemical engineers, electrical engineers, mechanical, all those other disciplines, I think it just brings a whole new perspective to what it means to like work as a team as an armor engineer. How old are you? I'm 18. <laughs> 18? Dang it. Golly. That mom. is one of the most astute things I've ever heard. And you're 18. 18. <laughs> well, this is I nice. just love, this, you I know, mean, you, you better use that quote in the middle of that of how. They were poor in some ways, but they're richer than us in other ways. Sure. I, I, I paraphrase that poorly, but you better use that one in this article. You know, when know they come you're, a lo- here, you're a loser. I'm a loser. No, no. John's I mean, a loser. I mean, it's one it's, thing I when know. it's like, but they're staying on track. They're still doing these other yeah. things. It's, it's another thing when it's like Doogie Hauser. <laughs> Do you know who Doogie Howser is? You've never heard of Doogie Howser. This is great. That's she perfect. said she's 18. Of course she doesn't know who Doogie Howser is. Neil Patrick Harris is what, he, like 50 now? Well, the show, I mean, he was about a, a, a doctor, like a prodigy, like, you know, cutting people open at age eight Neil or Patrick, something. Neil Patrick, you know him. That was on How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Old yeah. show back when anyway. back when, the, when dun, 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 all this dun, dun, was not gray. Dun, he was dun, a prodigy dun, doctor, like one dun, of the youngest doctors. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. Uh, Which, well, I was about to say, doctors, you know, that's tough. Well, being a lawyer is really tough, too. Listen, I'm, I, I've been waiting on this. I was going to ask her about Christian. You're trying to already segue into the lawyer thing. Then let's hear about Christian. I was just wondering. <laughs> I've had enough of Christian, by the way. <laughs> Seriously. He's, I was just, well, he's on the cover of East, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, North, North Auburn Living. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been on this podcast. He's running the Huntsville building. Yada, yada, yeah, yada. yada. Well, I mean, he, he, he puts off this image as this, you know, gentle coffee brewing giant yeah, yeah. or whatever he is i mean is he yeah. actually okay down Old there is he some starbucks broadback <laughs> is he all right i mean he's a good guy no christian's the best advisor i mean you could possibly ask for the interaction like with all of us in guatemala him and dr b or um dr Vizconsalis made the whole entire trip i mean you couldn't ask for better advisors for ewb and just like i mean <laughs> this is so weird, but meeting Christian's parents was such an experience <laughs> when we were in Guatemala. I think that everyone just found that to be one of our favorite times. Like we went to their lake house. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that, that, that's where all his stuff is? 
that's the bean yeah. that's the bean, bean that's the bean no we didn't go to the coffee farm <laughs> yeah yeah plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Broadbeck Bean Farm yeah, down there in Guatemala. Well, they no wonder big, y'all big went old down there. sign outside. Yeah, so seriously. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. It was cool people. Yep. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. You want to be a lawyer next? What? Are, <laughs> what? What are you in law school already? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I was about have, to say. Have, have you taken the? Uh, yeah. Hey, Perry whatever Mason, it is. Uh, LSAT. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, John. Yeah, my LSAT is scheduled for January. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, okay. but but you are thinking of maybe going into to the law field. Yeah, that's the goal right now um, is to get a law degree in environmental law. So, we, uh, coincidentally, we've had um, Gerald Pouncey that was on here. Oh yeah, you know that that's a, a that's a, a you know established lawyer. We've had eye surgeons on oh, here. Yeah. We've got patent, patent lawyers. lawyers. We've got several patent, patent lawyers. lawyers. So, you Which know, you know because you're a big fan of this big show, listener. right? But we we <laughs> say it all the time that an engineering degree can take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, h- how do you? feel that being an engineering student here at Auburn has prepared you to be able to take on that? Yeah. So when I came to Auburn, I really just thought, oh, I'm going to get in here, get out three years, have my degree, you know, move on with life, you know, get a job as fast as possible. And then I started meeting a lot of alumni who have had these incredible careers and, and over and over and started asking, what have you done? What has this path been? And talking to professors and, you know, all those opportunities. And I kept noticing a connection between people that went into engineering and then went into law and then went into doing like development work. So land development, environmental development, um, as you guys said, with patent law, that kind of stuff. So I've probably met 10 Auburn engineers so far that have done that exact path. And I just thought it was really interesting. And so that was one of the biggest things is I came here like never considering to continue go to, going to school. But right now the plan is definitely to get a master's at minimum and hopefully a JD. Um, so I think Auburn engineering, as far as just opening my eyes to those other opportunities has been huge. And then I knew like coming into Auburn that I wanted to be super involved with EWB and all of those uh, things. And as an out-of-state student, I did not know a single soul that, like, lived in Auburn. So being able to get super involved with that early on and then just the general community and town overall is very much like where I grew up at. And so it just felt like home immediately. Let's get to it. Yeah. Well, well, and I was (laughs) before she gets to that, it's a shame she's not here maybe about two years later when we're scheduled to open the Auburn Engineering Department of Law. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, gonna be, no, it's that gonna is going to be, gonna be great. great. Well, she'll be leading it in yeah. about five years. <laughs> yeah. anyway. so, but yeah, great segue in terms of Harvard <laughs> Engineering the, Department of Law. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky? Mm-hmm. How'd you know that? Yeah. Wait. She said it earlier in the podcast. You said Kentucky? I, yeah, I pay mm-hmm. attention. I was I, trying I, to think of the. Part of the podcast is talking, Christian but joke. the uh, second half is listening. <laughs> so that's why they give us two headphones in one mouth. But that's just Kentucky. Me. All right. So, Bluegrass. How'd you get down here? Why did you get down here? Oh, man. So when I was 14, I moved out of my parents' house, went to boarding school and went to this really cool place where I got a whole bunch of knowledge that I will probably never use again and then decided that I needed to get a really good engineering degree somewhere better than a lot of the areas I could have gone in Kentucky. And so I started looking kind of out of state, um, was pretty much my only options. So I only applied to three other schools, uh, Auburn being one of them. And then- I got it, to know the other ones. Yeah, so the other ones were Texas A&M. Never heard um, of it. <laughs> and then the University of Wyoming, oddly Lame, enough. Yeah, don't yeah. know where they have is. a school. Oh, the, state, <laughs> the state university. The fighting Josh Allens. Oh my bad. That touches my heart. Well, and then- <laughs> Hashtag go Bills. Pat died. There you go. Pat, Pat oh, yeah, died, true, spent true. a year there yeah. too. My bad. Again and again. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I applied to those schools and then kind of as a last minute decision, got a really good scholarship at Auburn, visited, absolutely loved it, loved the campus. And that you'd never been here. And I'd never been here. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of odd. I just had had my sights set on really good engineering school that also had a lot of study abroad opportunities, uh, especially curriculum slash abroad opportunities in Russian because um, I speak Russian. So those were just... <laughs> Like those places oh, that I narrowed oh down. Gosh. So <laughs> here I am, forty-one, and I can't speak English. Yeah, no. <laughs> and she's eighteen. He can uh-uh. speak Russian. Yeah. Let's hear some. Give give us some good stuff. Talk about uh, <laughs> like like uh, the value of a college education in Russian. Well, we'll get to the war eagle. Um, я люблю мой инженерный дегрем. Я изучаю инженерный виабром. I believe her. <laughs> that sounded good. Uh, that sounded legit. Yeah. No, who knows how many now people say, we just recruited. Now say, I must break you. <laughs> okay. I must break you. See, well, that's a Rocky we'll, reference. Well, she, she's never seen Rocky either, you know. No. No, she's not watching movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. No. Well, so, uh, well, wow. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, the boarding, where was the boarding school? Uh, in Kentucky. No. Yeah, in Kentucky. Boarding school. When are, uh, how, when are we looking to be done here and graduate spring 2024 are there degrees higher than phd um i, I just didn't know if you could um, if there is she'll, i'm I sure mean, she'll, I'm about say she'll have about three or four of them i didn't know yeah yeah or they will invent I mean, one it's, it's so, this is so good it'll be called the mb yeah <laughs> the morgan, <laughs> the morgan yeah. did you get your mb oh gosh well uh i mean your parents proud of you like, I mean, <laughs> they like, better what's be what's going on i mean you got everything good you have any siblings yeah, I have one uh, younger sister. She's still in high school. What's she done with her life? Anything? Yeah. Uh, she's very artistic. She's How probably, old is yeah. she? Uh, 16. And she's still in high school? What's yeah. wrong with her? Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 pretty rough. Yeah. Mm, well, well uh, there's got to be a black sheep in every family, you know? Well, it, you know, talk about a little bit just the, uh, again, Auburn. You liked Auburn. You came here. All, all these opportunities and everything. But it's so interesting for us when we hear people that do that, that have no connection mm-hmm. whatsoever, no family, hadn't been here, hadn't done you know E Day or lived in the area or anything like that. Just no. And I mean, so I mean, does it? Did it feel different from the other places? Yeah, the first building I toured on campus was the Advanced Structural Engineering Lab, uh, and I had like I never even been on campus, and then I actually got a scholarship in which the recruiter slash person I was talking to encouraged me to come to Auburn. And then he set up a whole bunch of meetings with the, um, some of the professors in the department. So I like walked around, um, ASL with Dr. Barnes. That was the first person I met on campus. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Dr. Barnes and my parents and I walked around ASL and he was telling me all about engineering, civil engineering, whatever. So I never really actually did a campus tour ever. Uh, I just, talked to all the engineering professors and that sort of stuff. And I just, I loved everyone I met, you know? And then I um, liked the area, the buildings. It was some nice mid-sized area for me that I could also, you know, travel really easily. So. Man, was it Andrew McGill? Was that the recruiter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Gotta be. They let you climb the wall. He gets it done. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy wants to climb the wall. We I keep just telling don't think him it'll it's hold me. Something about OSHA. <laughs> they won't let us. Well, they call I it a strong know. wall. We'll see how strong it <laughs> yeah. is. The old Jerry Bear gets Put up Jeff there. Put Jeff Stone's money to work yeah. on that thing. <laughs> I'll scale that sucker. He wants some structural engineering. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, all right. Well, this is great. Uh, I'm so glad we found you. And um, 
and that you found us. Yes. Mm-hmm. This hey. is great. It, you know what? And she's smart and she listens to the show that's, because it's like an eight hour trip. Our, that's what our listeners are. Exactly. They're the smartest smart. When we leave this episode every time, we have to say War Eagle. Well, you got to. I got to get it in the old Rusky <laughs> this time. So I got to have some Russian, Russian War Eagle. Mm-hmm. Can you give it? What would it be? Poya Holy. Poya Holy. Poya Holy. Poya Holy. Mm-hmm. I like it. I might make a shirt of it. Poya <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Love it. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. 